This is Sea Salt Brad, formerly known as Salty Brad. You're listening to Up in the Mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from various locations. This is Sean, aka The Truth, aka The Super Nicest, aka The Narmister R, aka Not the Black Dude You Thought I Was. This is Caesar, aka De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto Captain Culo, bro, uh, coach Mr. Bruns, your local also, that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? El hombre de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, and tracksuit poppy. And welcome to this special holiday slash Christmas edition of Up in the Mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're coming to you uh, the weekend before Christmas in 2020. <laughs> ah, crazy times. How was your week, Caesar? Uh, week was pretty good. I actually went to the eye doctor this week and I was in dire need. I haven't been there in a while. I need a new glasses and contacts. So uh i could wear sunglasses like i just miss wearing sunglasses especially like when i do like a wedding and it's all outside and that's why i usually wear you know my yankee fitted it's usually part of the fit anyways but um sunglasses really do help in outdoor venues (laughs) so yeah i haven't seen you like i can't remember the last time i saw you in sunglasses yeah yeah, i got my prescription sunglasses last summer it's Uh great so yeah like i got contacts uh my glasses, like it's going to take a couple weeks to get them because um, everything's slow. And it took so long to even get an appointment. Baby mama, she made our appointments like, you know, back. So we're back to back at the doctors. And I think she made them in August and we finally got in in December. So, yeah, a lot of places like that are backed up. Like my dentist office was backed up because uh, you know they had to, everything was closed for so long they're still you know catching up from that yeah so but it was cool it was a it was a good uh it was a good thing and i was like i just forget how blind i am sometimes without my glasses <laughs> they're like can you read that nope <laughs> so uh but my death perception is fantastic though which is awesome and uh but yeah so other than that just uh, this is the first week without overtime so it feels in like months, it feels great. I got to read after work in between the time, you know, the lady and the baby come from work and the babysitter. I had like an hour to read and just enjoy a little bit of time before, you know, dinner. Like it was, it was great. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I bet. Uh, Cause yeah, it's just so, it's, I mean, it was months, I think months I had over time, but other than that, uh, usual normal week just uh you know this that quarantine life what, what else are you gonna do work, yeah. work from home life how was your week uh not too bad um we are now on christmas break mm-hmm. thank goodness uh so don't have to uh be around kids for a couple of weeks and yeah. nice little break uh-huh. got all my st- stuff done this week uh the school district had a, a ghost delayed start on thursday even though it didn't rain and wasn't really forecast to, or to snow Mm-hmm. and uh it rained instead you know yeah. and i remember like they called us the night before and i looked at samantha and i was like 
it's not even forecast to snow, let alone snow enough for it to stick. I like, I bet you it doesn't even snow at all all night, and they're gonna look so fucking stupid tomorrow. Yeah, like Tanya was kind of worried too, because I, I think maybe the iPhone app had like snow, whatever weather they used. But I was like, I like walked outside and yeah, uh, I was like, I did my little thing, you know, my little weatherman thing, and I was like, nah. We're good. <laughs> and she's like, but it said, <laughs> but it says here. And I was like, I don't care what it says. You know, like I'm as good as the weather. Well, I was on like, TV. I mean, I'm a nerd for the weather. So I'm always <laughs> checking it. I'm like, it's supposed to get warmer, like throughout the night and rain. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's 30. I was like, when they called, I'm like, it's 38 degrees right now. And it's supposed to be warmer in a few hours. There's no way it's going to snow enough to stick. And yeah. like, yeah, I was just like, how can they not? How, what do they use? Like, what are they looking at? Mm-hmm. You're consulting. Who are they fucking consulting with? Jared Kushner? Like, <laughs> that's they got a Trump appointee up there running the weather service, telling them that like, no, uh, it's it's gonna snow when it's raining. They got alternative uh, fucking weather facts up there. That just shows you uh, how much we need to step in and really show people how it's done, Sean. <laughs> you know, just because like. I may not know a lot about the school district, but I could definitely know if it's going to be a snow day or not. You know, like what's that position? What what does it take for me to to, you know, make that delay to start decision on the weather? Whatever it takes, they still haven't found it. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm qualified. That's what you're telling me. (laughs) Like I was like, that's why I tweeted it. Like when I was going to bed, I was like, I'm like delayed start. It's I bet it doesn't even snow. And then, Uh, you know. It's it's just so funny because like uh, I always look at the weather too and I like a little bit like nerd I know you're a little bit more but like growing up riding BMX we'd always look at the weather make sure we could ride on the weekend you know like you know and like or after school and things like that and we always would check the weather and because remember back in the day how there was like the weather channel on like your TV TV guide thing you know like so we would all we would all check that. And be like, all right, cool, it's going to be hot. Or, like, even in the wintertime, be like, it's supposed to stop snowing at this time. Like, let's go two hours later. You know, it's just, like, just young kids trying to ride bikes as much as possible, you know? And, but, yeah. Yeah, shout out to all my mammoth peeps who used to go with us. Like, we'd be down there, you know, storms would be coming through. So, <laughs> the weather channel would be on. Like, when's it supposed to snow? When's it going to stop snowing? So you got to time it go in between? The, the slopes and everything and, like, driving down and back, like, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah. like, people would be all fucked up. Like, you'd walk into a room, like, six people all fucked up. Like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. It's just the weather channel would be on. They're, like, waiting to see about, like, the storm that's hitting us, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, with, like, music, you know, music playing hell loud. Like, so you think it's, like, a party, and it's just, like, the weather channel. six people chilling on the couch watching the weather channel, waiting for the, the to, snow report. When to get gnar in the snow, bro. <laughs> yeah. So that was my week. Yeah. Here we are. And yeah, here we are. And yeah, it was just, it's almost the end of the year. You know, Feliz Navidad, happy holidays, whatever you guys celebrate or whatever you guys don't like. If you guys, um, festivist for the rest of us, you know, (laughs) I just, it just depends, but I hope everyone's being safe out there and, you know, but most likely like Turkey weekend, no one's going to pay attention to, uh, the pandemic and we're still going to, be rising in those numbers yeah i just read about how some dude died on a flight of covid on like a f- lied about on lied about 
Yeah, like the flight was from Orlando to LA or something. Yeah. Cross country flight. He lied about like having COVID or whatever. The and symptoms, then yeah. Came on the plane and like people were like, said he was like looking, coughing and like struggling to walk and everything. And they had to divert to New Orleans because the guy like had a heart attack and he died on the fucking plane. Now they're like having to contract trace all the people on that plane tell him you know because they obviously were exposed to covid so mm-hmm. it's just shit like that like that's this is just high profile because the guy actually died like mm-hmm. but and he's from orlando probably and like visiting family in la so florida don't care about a lot of things apparently and they they probably just like all right cool let it ride and he bit the bullet yeah shout out to uh the RGJ, they had a story. They interviewed a bunch of doctors about mm-hmm. what was going on at, at Renown. And like one of them was saying, like, he was like into like giving a patient a ventilator. And like the patient was yelling at him because he didn't believe that he had COVID. Like this person's like in the hospital in the ICU sick and they're still in denial of even having like the disease, like, don't think it's real and shit. It's just, it's crazy. And it's just weird to me, like, okay, be in denial that you might not have that certain thing, COVID, but, like, you're in ICU for a reason. Like, something's happening to your body, and they're trying to legitimately help you, and you're, like, saying, no, I don't need the ventilator because I don't got it. Like, this, it just blows my mind how... Stupid this country is? Yeah, no, it, bro. Like, people are we're, we're doomed, bro. Dude, we, we are doomed. Like, we talk, people are dumb, and we talk about it pretty much every episode now. How dumb Americans are, and how, but it's all also a part of the bigger plan to keep us uneducated and things like that. It's just easier for the government to do things that they do, you know, conspiracy sees. But yeah, and it's just like how like you guys should just read a book and not like watch your local fox news like ugh. and use use the internet yeah. pro- use the internet properly like look on the second page not on the first page of the, that google search mm-hmm. yeah go to go to dot orgs and uh mm-hmm. like yeah. stop going to uh whatever think <laughs> like you do dot com <laughs> or uh confirm or, your biases dot or confirm your biases dot net or uh or trumpito's twitter <laughs> exactly if my president or anything anything he shares yeah if my president says it then it has to be true you know people out there on parlor uh there's a hella funny sketch on saturday night live last week they're like do you like newsmax where you get your fake news well now we've got sportsmax and it's just like two jets fans like now the mainstream media will say that the jets are 0 11 but we, we all know the Jets are 11 and 0 over here. He's like, check out this game from October 24th. Now the score says that the Jets lost 31 to 3, but only a terrible team with only scored three points. And we all know the Jets are the greatest team ever. They're like, look at the scoreboard. In the first quarter, the Jets are winning three to nothing. Then all of a sudden, all these other points are coming from nowhere. Where are they coming from? If you uh-huh. only count the legit, if you only count the legit scores in the first quarter, the Jets won three nothing. <laughs> and like, who's doing the scoring? Oh, the NFL, NFL. Who are those guys? Do they even know how to count? Who taught them to count? The liberal teachers in the education system. Oh, that's beautiful. It was on point for a Saturday. Yeah, for a Saturday Night Live skit, it was hella funny. Yeah, speaking of that, I think Jim Carrey is not going to do Biden anymore, right? 
I mean, he wasn't that good at it anyway. Yeah, he's just going to retire now that he's probably president and so on and so forth. But, yeah. Hey, you want to come be the special uninvited guest, Leia? No? Okay. <laughs> She's got uh, other things going on. Yeah, she's it's, it's time for her nap. She's getting a little cranky. So, and I saw <laughs> I saw a picture Tanya posted of her with her backpack. I'm like, damn, she's looking all adult. Like her little shoes she had on, had her little outfit on with the backpack. Yeah, she's looking good. Uh, Tanya, Tanya already found out her Christmas present, but I got us all matching New Balances, um, <laughs> and all all maroon. You know, she'd be liking the maroon team money. So, uh. You know, because, like, we're saving up money for the house and stuff, so we're not going too crazy on each other. But I thought it'd be nice to, like, have us all, like, when we could go out, you know, matching shoes, you know? The whole family going to be suited and booted. They got, I got to keep the family fresh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they, got high sta- <laughs> they got high standards to live by, you know? And they're not going to, you know, just because she's a baby, Leia, she's she going to be fresh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because it's funny because when uh, I remember one time, uh, it was like before the pandemic, I took Leia out. Uh, it's just like a daddy daughter day. And Anthony saw us and he she was like, she, she had a crew neck like me, but like she had a different one, you know, but we had like the same style and she had a little sneakers on and stuff. And it's like, it's pretty much little C's right there, <laughs> you know? Oh, no. When I showed Samantha the picture yesterday, yeah. she was like, she looks so much like her daddy. I was mm-hmm. like, I know. Like, yeah. Just standing there, smile on her face. You yeah. better hope she's not like you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope she's more like her mom, you know? Because <laughs> I'm cold blooded. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be some, some battles in the Lopez household. Yeah. And like, uh, I'm always like, some, when she's sleeping, I'm like, tell Tanya, I was like, you think she's going to hate me later? <laughs> you know? Like, and she's like, she's going to hate both of us. And, you know, because I was talking to, like, the lady at the eye doctor, a um, little, little small conversation. Like, she just has a, a child, too. And, like, his child's, like, she's, like, my child's, like, 15 months. And, like, she's, like, barely walking, you know? And I was going to be, like, a proud dad and be, like, yeah, my baby was walking at 11 months. What's up? You know? All by herself. Yeah. You know, and she's like 15 and she's like barely like she's following the furniture and stuff. I was about it's to... a spectrum, you know, it's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Not everyone develops at the same time. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's what Samantha said. She's like, how old is she? And I was thinking, I'm like, because you look, she looks so old and she, you know, she's standing walking. And I'm mm-hmm. like, she's not even two yet. Yeah. I'm like, she's not three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. no, she's not even two yet. Like, yeah, my nephew's the same way. Uh-huh. He's just gigantic. And yeah. He's like, he's only, he's three years younger than his sister, but only weighs like 10 pounds less than her. <laughs> yeah. Leia weighs more than uh, my nephew. And he's like two. How old are you now? Two, maybe? He's two. He's just like yeah, a little skinny yeah. boy. My little baby, little thick. She got them thunder thighs and the, the little belly on her, you know, and stomping around in her. Like she, we, uh, Tanya, Tanya's mom got her some boots, I think. And she's just like loving the boots. And I was like, can't wait to get you in some Timbo's yeah. Timbo's next winter, you know? <laughs> yeah, she's going to be too cool for school for sure. Yeah. And uh they're going to be jealous cuz I'm the cool dad. <laughs> well, speaking of jealousy. So <laughs> fucking shout out Mecca who fucking ruined the Mandalorian for me on Friday night. Spoiler alert. Stop listening if you haven't seen it for the next five to ten minutes. Maybe 15 because we're going to talk about probably all, a little bit. 
Oh, he posted on Facebook. Like, I'm literally like, because, you know, we usually watch it on Friday. Mm-hmm. And like Friday afternoon, you know, like we were, I was playing Xbox. We were like, you know, I got home early. And then Samantha came. I'm like, oh, I want to watch it. You know, we had dinner. I'm like, all right, like, I'm going to take a shower real quick. And then, you know, like, get my sweats on, get nice and comfy, and we'll, we'll watch uh the last episode mm-hmm. so you know i take my shower get out it's only like it's like when i get out of the shower it's like 6 30 yeah so i like you know i like take my you know i charge my phone take it off like i'm literally like getting up to go walk into the living room to watch it and i like open up facebook and the first post that's on my news feed uh-huh. says luke luke skywalker <laughs> hashtag the mandalorian and i'm like what the fuck bro <laughs> what the f- how could you do that no because yeah i had the day off on friday so i got to see it earlier than i usually do and good thing it happened it worked all in my favor sorry sean for you but like um after the eye doctor like we went to go get food and then we came back and i was like tanya i need 45 minutes you and leia don't bother me at all um, and we were at her parents house so i had to watch it on my phone and i had my headphones on because you always stay strapped with the headphones you know <laughs> and yeah and then i was like 45 minutes and the whole time the whole time mandalorian and his angels pretty much just four badass women like just bodying people it's it was it was yeah. a, it was a beautiful thing like i was just so I, I love how like the last couple episodes they just come in hot off the jump like mm. no there's yeah. no build up like the episode starts you're in it mm-hmm yeah and like they're like yeah this is the plan like blah 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 and yeah and like boba wasn't really in the episode you know he yeah. you know, he he dropped off the crew and the crew just started smashing and firefight uh those black droids were awesome too and Mando- yeah, the dark troopers like lp tweeted mm-hmm. <laughs> from from run the jewels he was like Dude, he's like, who's make, who's designing the stormtrooper armor? Like, whatever the Empire invested in this, they are not getting their money's worth. Because these are the easiest sh- soldiers in the galaxy to body. Yeah. <laughs> but when Mando was getting just wrecked by that guy, and, like, good thing he had his armor on, because he was getting smashed hard body. And I was just... Even Samantha, Samantha was like... Like oh my god! Like what? Like how's he gonna beat him? I'm like, this is yeah, dude. Yeah, he was just getting punched repeatedly in the face, and that helmet held up. Like, well, yeah, like the helmet. Like you can see the helmet, his head going into the wall. Like the dents, like getting bigger in the wall. Dude. So to contrast the Mandalorian. We watch like Samantha's never seen all the Star Wars movies okay. like to get like so like last night we watched Attack of the Clones, uh-huh. which has like you see like how Boba Fett like you know what happens to his dad mm-hmm. and everything, and like literally laughed out loud at some of the fucking dialogue, <laughs> like several times throughout the movie. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this was in movie theaters. This is what we had yeah. compared to what we just watched on the Mandalorian. <laughs> how much better is the Mandalorian? this actual like she's Uh, like what (laughs) she's like who wrote it i'm like george lucas i like the guy who invented everything wrote it she's like why were these so much worse than the first ones i'm like Mm -hmm. welcome to every star wars fans Uh, like questions (laughs) 
I'm like, you're lucky. Like you came in on all the good stuff with like the Mandalorian. You, you didn't see the prequels and how bad Dude, they were. The man, it just, the Mandalorian is just written so well, and it's just kind of like they just take the the mythos of you know what George Lucas did, and they they follow it really well, and they explain so many things. Like an example, um, in the Star Wars, we really didn't find out why the Mandalorian it was part of like his religion or whatever, not to take off his helmet, you know? And then, in yeah. the, and then in the Mandalorian, they explained it, that they're a different sect of the Mandalorian race, yeah. you know? And then, so like they made stuff go together. So that's why I'm curious about the saber because how the man Mando beat him and got the black saber and he tried to give it to, uh, what's that? Cora, Cora Tan. Go. Uh, yeah. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. And she wouldn't take it, but yet in the uh, the car- she took it in the yeah in in the clone or no in, in uh, rebels mm-hmm. Sabine gave it to her yeah and, and she-, she took it then like she she like did like she so that's how I was like why is this yeah even like someone that reviewed it was like why is this such a big deal like mm-hmm. they could spar and he could say she won or like the six of them could keep it as a, a secret, secret and, and just, just and just kill the. Yes, yes, we're all there. Mm-hmm. We're all there. They're not fucking Jedi. They can, like they don't have to take prisoners. Yes. Uh, but if I was a Jedi, whew. but um, but yeah. So like, eventually, like probably in the next season, they're gonna go over it. Obviously, you know. I think maybe in Rebels, when she took it, she didn't get uh, respected as she should have for having it, and maybe, and then for her to really like lead her people, she obviously needs respect. So we're going to see how that works. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how it works. But the like the other thing, the re- reason it ruined it was because like as it's going through, you're like, OK, he barely killed the one dark trooper. When they all come, you're like, they're gonna, like, this is how's they how they're going to escape this. Like, you know, is this going to be a cliffhanger? Yeah. But I knew that fucking Luke Skywalker was going to show up. Because fucking Becca ruined it, so I knew like, oh, they're just setting this up for Luke to come and save the day. Yeah, like they did it so cool. Like you don't see him, and then like the first thing you see is the green lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Which like obviously is iconic for Luke. And mm. then you have then they showed like his glove with the like the yeah. black glove. Yeah, yeah. With the green lightsaber, like th- sh- throwing it back to uh, Re- Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So I knew, like, I was like the whole time, and like Smith was like, "Who is this?" And I'm, I'm like, I never would have fucking guessed. The, like, if I had been watching that, not knowing, mm-hmm. like, did you, did you I, think I it was gonna be Luke? I, I didn't know, but like with the X fighter, you know, it was like when Bing, like one, you know, be like, okay, and you start narrowing it down, you know, and you start thinking about what time period this is and things like that. So, but like, I, I think I kind of figured it out when I saw the glove, and I was like, okay, yeah. But that's why that's what was cool about the way they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when the X-wing shows up, like, because people on the, on Twitter were like, "Oh, they thought it was going to be like that Ranger guy that Cara Dune had worked with, you mm-hmm. know, that gave her the the sheriff's thing, maybe." Yeah, yeah. Or like, mm-hmm. I was thinking like maybe it would be Ezra Bridger, and they would like somehow tie him in, yeah. with it. But Luke, like Luke, dude, and the C like, and the hats C- off, and the CG was fantastic for making them look for what it was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and because they're like they should they're like this takes place five years after return of the jedi mm-hmm. and they showed like a screenshot of the footage of, of him in return of the jedi mm-hmm. and they're like this look like it's super i mean it's, it's spot on yes as they would say yes proper 
But uh, but yeah, like I'm I'm waiting for my man Rex to come out. Where's my man Rex? You know, from from clones. Yeah, because he's in. Obviously, you know he. Him, what do they say? Him, I forgot him, what they said about him. Him and Ahsoka left, right? That was like that's why when Ahsoka came, I thought Rex would be around too. But well, I mean, they've confirmed that he's like that one dude that's in Return of the Jedi. So you know, like he was around in Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. when they assaulted the Indoor base. Yeah. So, you know what? Yeah, I want to hear what happened with Rex. The story. Yeah, but yeah, because in because in Clones, I was just like Rex. I when every time I thought he he would get bodied, but he survives. He's a survivor. He's my guy. Got the. And I'm excited now yeah, because <clears throat> now that we watched Attack of the Clones, we're gonna watch like a few episodes of Clone Wars so that mm-hmm. she understands like everything with Mandalore and Ahsoka and under, and then like a couple rebels episodes so that she like, it will give it fill in the backstory of everything that she saw in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really want the Mandalorian to be like an hour and a half, like long. I just feel so. I mean, then it's movie. <laughs> it's no, like a movie. <laughs> no, And that's what I want it to be like, uh, like on BBC Sherlock, you know, all their episodes are an hour and a half to two hours. It's like a whole movie and you could go a little bit deeper into the story because, like, they're doing so well with that little bit of time that they got, the 45 minutes or 50 minutes. So I just, like, just I just want to see how much a little deeper they can get. With well, that. that's why, to me, I think, because the first season, I watched, like, the last six episodes all together, binged them. Like, mm-hmm. I saw, like, like, I was watching them as they came out, and then I was like, I'm going to wait like and just watch them all together because people weren't fucking spoiling it. <laughs> so I bet you if you watched them like all together, how much better the experience is yeah. not having to like, but they, I think they do a good job of breaking because, you know, some of the episodes are like 28 minutes. Some yeah. of them are like 50. Mm-hmm. They do a good job of breaking up the story into like, you know, like they know most people are watching them one week at a time. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> get my man Rex out there. But it'll probably be in the the Ahsoka series that they got, and I'm excited for the Book of Boba too. That that looks pretty dope. The end. I mean, yeah. Now they're doing tie-ins to books in the fucking yeah. thing. It and like at the end too, like the end credit, like when that happens, like there's just some badass women in this thing, and I love it. I just it's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So check out the Mandalorian if you haven't, and yeah. for all you Star Wars nerds out there, enjoy like. Star Wars is better than it's ever been. Yeah. I I want them to remake. I want Dave Filoni to remake the fucking, the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And the fucking post and the last trilogy. Like just have John and him just do everything all over again. You know? Yeah. Disney. Imagine how good it would be. Disney. You got plenty. You got plenty of money. You you could even give Sam Jackson his purple lifesaver still, you know? Yeah. uh, Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, another th- another thing that's tr- trending on Twitter this week that I found out about is that supposedly on December 21st, black people are supposed to get special powers, superpowers. Really? Someone started it as like a joke tweet and it's just taken off running. If uh, like go- tweet it or Google it, if you haven't seen it, there's so many funny memes like, like people as like uh, um, Dr. Manhattan, like. <laughs> like dress somebody like this is how I'm gonna be chasing after white people after the 21st like it's so funny um, people are like yeah like you know can I re- put in requests for my special powers since we're getting them or yeah what, what would your request be Sean my request um 
I would probably have like a healing factor like Wolverine. Okay. And telepathy. So you can... or uh, te- telekinesis, where so I can move things with my mind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? If you got special powers. So I'm already super strong, so I can't. I don't even need to do that one. You know. <laughs> bench press. <laughs> bench press blocks. You know what I'm saying? But I think uh, uh, that's just a real hard one. Like. Like flying would be tight, you know. Everyone says flying, you know, but like so to not use an airplane, especially COVID times, and I could still go to another city would be fantastic, you know. Teleport- teleportation would be tight. Yeah, teleportation or flying, um, and uh, yeah, and just maybe maybe being super fast too would be tight. And like you know, having knowing watching X Men, you know, they have some people have crazy abilities on them that are super cool. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there's, there's some that you're not just the normal superhero things like, oh, I can fly or mm. uh, I want to be super strong. Like people have crazy abilities. Yeah, <laughs> That's like, what people are like sharing on the Internet. Yeah, like, like the frog guy, a frog or whatever his name is, like the rep, like reptile kind of things and like kind of animals like saber tooth, you know, like. Or time travel or like people who are just like super geniuses and like mechanics or uh-huh. computers or like, yeah, like I think it would just be so tough. It'd, it's be, been, it'd be tough to be a super genius because like if I'm frustrated right now and I'm like an average person to all these idiots, like when you're like at another level, like how I'm frustrated. Are you that's why be? super geniuses are always fucking villains. Because mm-hmm. they hate everyone because everyone's dumber than them. Yeah. And that's why that's why superheroes are always villains, bro. Think about like all the smartest people in the Marvel universe are usually like the bad guys. Like, like you'll have Doom? people like t- yeah, you'll have people like Tony Starks or Reed Richards who are like great scientists or like inventors, but like the super genius people with like special intelligence are always yeah. bad guys. Like Brainiac and uh yeah. Brainiac, yeah. Doom, like Doom is my favorite villain. Like he he has his own country. He doesn't give a fuck about a lot of things. And he just bo- yeah. he bodies everybody. And he's like Yeah. And he's just really smart. He's he's also lifted Thor's hammer, which is also fucking tight. So you know, he made a glove for that. Yeah, that's that's even even in, in DC. Like, think about why he's why is Batman so good? Because like it's all psychological. Because he's always dealing with these like twisted geniuses. Mm-hmm. Think about all of Batman's foes, whether it's you know the Riddler or uh, the Clock Guy or even the jo- like even the Joker like is always showed as like super smart but crazy. Harley Quinn like yeah. a psychiatrist that would cra- mm-hmm. create like all of his villains are super smart people. And then obviously Batman is known for his super intelligence like in detective yeah. skills and everything and like batman always uh teeters between good and bad all the time exactly he's he's in the exactly. gray he's in the gray i like that. Look, think about how just think about how like the smarter even the smarter superheroes are portrayed mm-hmm. like superman is kind of seen as dumb like kind of naive and like in his like gullible yeah gullible and shit and then batman is kind of seen as like basically a psychopath <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he's so smart right? yeah no agreed yeah hmm. yeah yeah doom there needs to be a show just on doom he's 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 so, <laughs> he's so tight when i attack your city y'all, y'all gonna think dr doom did it <laughs> that's gorilla monsoon rap shout yes. out to black thought yes or pharaoh Monch says that line uh-huh but uh yeah and 
So yeah, hopefully we'll see if we get if we get special powers on the twenty first Caesar. I promise to you that I mostly use them for good. Mostly, 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 because there needs to be a balance. You know, you can't just be all good. You know, you got to do. Something. There might be a, a mysterious. You know, like might be some mysterious attacks or <laughs> in uh, around the White House. <laughs> pew pew pew. People but, might be taking some L's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people better hope this shit isn't true. Can you imagine only black people got special powers? The, like the <laughs> the oppressed people, you know, like revolting and they just like. Oh, they, they'd be passing anti-mutant laws with the quickness, just like an X-Men. It'd, it'd be it'd be a real life X-Men. That's what it would be. Like Yeah, all of a sudden you would have mutant registration and Sentinels would be invented quicker than the COVID vaccine. <laughs> they probably got one in place already. <laughs> I mean, you saw fucking, oh, we, I didn't put this on the list, but we could talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. You saw that fucking Pence named the Space Force Guardians. <laughs> Meryl, Meryl's been clowning all week. He's like, what is this, some fucking Halo DLC? <laughs> uh, so, so let's see if you're, hopefully you guys are, are comic book and, and and video game nerds, because this is a hilarious episode for you, if you are. If you're not, I'm sorry, you don't understand all these references, but, like, the last Halo game was called Guardians, and they're like, they, he's like, even the fucking font looks like they stole it from the video game. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a weird time we're in where normal adults like that make weird ass, oh my god, it's just so dumb, but yeah. You want to Salute talk- to all you fellow, our fellow Americans that serve in the Guardian Force. <laughs> DLC coming to Halo 5 soon. <laughs> On the new Xbox 30. Yeah. <laughs> fifteen ninety nine with the Game Pass. Yes. And you'll be registering with a chip in your hand by then. Because <laughs> we'll, we'll all be registered by that time. <laughs> You want you wanted uh, to talk? Shit is so dumb. Yeah, you want to talk about the McRib today? So I had a McRib the other day. Whack! <laughs> it was so fucking whack. It tasted. It was nothing. Like I, like I stopped like after like three bites and like examined the sandwich. I was like, this is what people are tripping about. I feel sorry yeah. for those people. You need yeah. this up. Look, look. I try not to sound too elitist on here. Mm-hmm. But like I'm gonna sound super elitist and be like, if you are fucking waiting for the big rib to come back, uh, you need to re-examine your life. That shit was. <clears throat> I was like, <laughs> I told my, the group text, I was like, I immediately regretted all everything about that decision. I was like, this is terrible food. I like it. You know what it reminded me of? This is what. This is how shitty it was. Back in the late '80s, early '90s, when I was in elementary school in California, they would have this rib sandwich on hot lunch and it was basically just like you know coagulated rig rib meat poured into a mold like someone was asking about <laughs> like dipped in barbecue sauce on a bun and that's exactly what the mcrib tasted like that was not i don't have you guys ever had actual good ribs i mean kind of like i can hook you up hip-hop johnny can hook you up my pops can hook you up yeah we have a fucking rib cook-off here in reno uh-huh. where you get way better ribs than what mcdonald's was selling so yeah i guess that's all i have to say about that i don't know like i hadn't had a mcrib since i was a kid so i didn't remember if i if ever i'd had one yeah so i was like all right i'm gonna see what the fuss is about it was about nothing fucking hype piece <laughs> but i uh when i think about the mcrib i think about that dave Chappelle skit where uh 
it was like uh, Devin got a job and he got a job at McDonald's, you know, <laughs> and he's like supporting his family and things like that. And he like gets in a fight with like, his nigga. You smell like French fries. <laughs> yes. And then he gets in a fight with like his baby mama and stuff. He's like, guess what, bitch? The McRib's coming back. And guess who ain't get one? <laughs> and it's just like it cracks me up because she's like talking shit. She's like, you need to make more money. Like, you know, we can't we can't make it off this McDonald's salary. And they, oh, dude, it's Dave Dave Chappelle, the goat right there. You know what? I haven't. That's a that's a that's a super underrated low key skit. I need to go back and watch that one. Yeah, that one's so fucking. That Calvin got a job, and he like at the first one, everyone's like, "Yeah, what's up?" You know, and he's just like, ah, you know, in his suit. And then the next one, everyone's like throwing shit at him. It's like you still working at McDonald's? Him. Yeah, well, it's so good. They're like, oh, you got paid? Word. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But he, he can't he can't be like Joel Ortiz. Joel Ortiz worked at McDonald's, got his first paycheck, and then left. He bought a plane ticket. <laughs> Smart yeah. man. Yeah, salute to Joel. But you know, and there's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's. No. Like my brother worked at McDonald's when he was a teenager. But no, once you get into like the management level, then you start making like really good benefits, really good money, and things like that. And but it just I mean, for a per, for a poor person yeah. in America. So the average person, so the average person in America, uh, like I was like, you know, you know, the shittiest thing about America is like they're arguing over whether to give people six hundred or twelve hundred dollars while like all these people are homeless in the middle of the fucking holidays and losing their jobs and shit. And like, I don't know. I don't know, John. I think five hundred dollars is too much. And like twelve hundred dollars. What are we fucking making these people millionaires? And it, we're like other countries have been straight up like 1500 every month. Here you go. 2000 bucks, you know, like, and it's just funny because they've probably, you know, they've, they've probably never had anything less than like a hundred dollar bill in their pocket. You know, I was thinking like, you know, if I was running, we wouldn't be in this situation, but I was like, if I was in Congress <laughs> right now, I'd be like every person that makes less than a hundred grand a year gets a $5,000 check. Boom. Everything shut down for two until the end of January. All rents are canceled. All evictions are canceled. All, all taxes, mortgages are canceled. Taxes, yeah. Everything is shut down until February 1st, 2021. And, and give everyone $5,000 and be like, do you, can you like how life changing that would be for some people? Like, especially that small amount of money. Mm -hmm. That's not that much money for the US fucking government. Especially when, uh, if you like, like you said, under 100K, you know? Yeah. Because those people at 100K, they got like savings. They got, you know, they got they got multiple avenues On, of money. And so much, like so much of that money would go directly back into the economy for people paying off bills, mm -hmm. people buying gifts for Christmas, people buying stuff they've needed all this time. Mm -hmm. Like people, yeah, like it would get, it would, all that money would go immediately back into the economy because just like Notre Dame football sucks, so does trickle down in economics. I don't know which idea from the 80s is more outdated. The fact that Notre Dame is a good football team or the trickle down economics actually works. Both those things belong and should have died in the 80s. Uh, yeah. And it's just it's it's crazy that they think 500 or 600 is enough. Like those, they, they obviously don't pay rent. They obviously don't like they don't know what the average person's life is. And they the guy that's saying this is like a millionaire. Mm -hmm. 
and they, gave a 10 minute speech. A millionaire gives a 10 minute speech on why fucking poor people shouldn't get $1,200. It's just, uh, and this is the people, you know, the memes have been, the memes have been fire though. Yeah. Like I saw someone like during the California wildfires with like a little squirt gun, like squirting out of their car window as they drove by. And they're like, Congress's $600 stimulus check. <laughs> And then, like the wildfire just said 2020. Uh, that's the, the memes are out of control this year, and there's nothing, and they just have so much fuel, it's crazy. But yeah, someone was like, The meme economy is gonna take as soon as Joe Biden gets into office. We need to do something about this. I was like, I'm sure to be fine. Yeah, Joe I'm Biden, sure, like, they got commercial. Like, if you guys, if you guys watch Hulu on uh, there, they have a commercial, a match commercial. Mm-hmm. Where it's the devil dating a girl named 2020. <laughs> and they're so fucking funny. There's like three of them, I think. Mm-hmm. And like the first one, they meet up and it's like, obviously the devil. And he's like, are you 2020? And she's like, oh my God, no, you can just call me 2020. <laughs> and it is so fucking like they go on their uh, little dates and they're talking like talking about all the terrible things that are happening this mm-hmm. year. Like they're good. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking great. Uh. Like. Like a match made in heaven, it says at the end or something. Like, uh, at least at least someone's playing real good with the twenty twenty, you know. Dude, but humor's the only way to get through. Yeah, but speaking like of the McRib, so in China, there's gonna be a limited run of a spam Oreo burger at McDonald's. Wait, what's what 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 part of it is Oreo? So there's gonna be like the bun. And then it's going to be two slices of Spam and then Oreo crumble on top of the Spam in a sandwich. And I don't, I'm speechless. Yeah. I don't even know to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a limited run. I think on like December 21st, I think it's Monday or whatever, that um, just like this and it's in China. And I know they do Look, st- they do stuff for different they, palettes in different countries, but this one's kind of like, oh, this is I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, look, I understand that, like, you know, not everyone has the same flavors mm. and stuff in their cuisine. Yeah. But I am having a difficult time <laughs> seeing how Spam and Oreos yeah. go together in any way that could be taste tasty. They want to do a sweet and salty, apparently, but there's better ways to do that. And it's just, but it's that's like, what I'm trying. I'm just like trying because it's like the ch- yeah. Like, I think it's like the chocolate part that I yeah. that I feel like is gonna look. We we love complex tastes, you and I. Like we yes. talk about this. I'm trying. Like that's I'm like oh, like like I don't know, man. Like the ch- <laughs> like the or like the creaminess with the Oreo and the chocolate and it's gonna be spam. Ch- that does not go to. It's gonna be chunks yeah. too. Like like look at like the picture doesn't even look appetizing. It's just like. Like we are, I saw it on Hype Beast, and I thought it was funny. And I, especially since you were talking about the McRib, but like in different countries, like they have like they have spam in their in their Happy Meals, you know? Because yeah, I've had spam before. Yeah, yeah, spam's fine. And like that's part of their you know their culture and things like that. Um, but like for the Oreo though, like questionable. I'm like when I was a little kid. You know, before you knew what spam was, like I thought spam was delicious. You know, like my best friend was Filipino. Pino, they cooked with spam all the time. Like when it's nice I can remember, fried. like being over there, yeah, at his mom's house, and her like, like his mom, you know, fly, frying us up some like spam sandwiches for mm. lunch. Like, oh, like this is hella good. Yeah. You know, like I don't have spam at my house, and mm. then you grow up, you're like, oh shit, it's like bologna. You know? Yeah, I but, mean, but when you fry you're up, poor. Yeah. yeah, when you're when you're when you're poor, like. <laughs> 
You don't know about that kind of shit. No, nah, that was yeah. We had bologna at my house, so it wasn't any different. Like, and you guys, I wasn't eating fucking pepper turkey like I do now. And we all used to fry up the bologna, no matter what culture you're in. You know? Oh my god! Yeah. So put in a little, yeah. Put that little bologna little pan in the, you know, spray the pan. Yeah. You know, fry that bologna up. You got a little <laughs> butter. Cheese. You got a little butter. butter. Yeah. <laughs> to add flavor. Look, I can remember when I was a kid, we didn't even have the fucking craft cheese slices. We had the generic brand that they always made fun of on the commercial. <laughs> uh, Sean on that government cheese game. Like, you know, like we were like, look, we weren't super poor, but like we weren't fucking like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now and now, now look at your dad, you know, like your parents, yeah. your parents, like they did great. You know, I can't be hard. Yeah. Their generation, you know, the American dream worked hard work and, and perseverance, dedication, and you mm-hmm. can move up in life. I don't think we're going to have that. <laughs> no. And especially like, I love the story where how your dad kind of like didn't take certain promotions so he could stay with you guys all the time instead of like traveling and doing other stuff for the company. He like sacrificed as well to be with you guys in your younger years as you guys were growing up. Love that story. Yeah. And, you know, we could have moved to other places and, you know, priorities in life, people. It worked out well. You know, it worked out well for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he raised some good children. Um, and now they have grandkids and your dad's just living it up. You know, like he's he had he had a house with a pool in New York, <laughs> you know, out there. Out the Richardson there, Resort. Out there, the Richardson Resort out there in Strong Island, you know, like, wow. Yeah, I'm just sad. I'm just sad, you, you know, no one else got to come out there and experience that with me. Like, they moved back sooner than they thought. Yeah. That, you know, last year when I went out there, like, oh, my God, it was so, I'm like, damn. And the, and that, and the year before that, when you were in shorts in the wintertime out there. That was like a fluke thing, though. I mean, yeah. normally, it's super cold and shitty back there. Yeah. That, one, that was like one year. <laughs> Where it was like 67 degrees on Christmas Day. It's, that is not normal in New York. It's all snowing over here in New York. Sean is in flip-flops and his like board shorts and they're barbecuing. He's about to take a dip in the pool, hit some backstrokes. Like, and we're, I'm out here freezing and shit. And he's just like, yo, check me out. Ah, I'm wilding out. That was that was one that was one time. Like my first Christmas in New York was when I realized that like uh Humidity sucks when it's cold too. Cause like I can remember that shit being like, I'm it like, mom. Different. I was like, I remember being like, mom, it was 25 degrees in Reno when we left. I can like, it's only a couple of degrees colder here. And like walking out there and that wind hits your face with the humidity. I'm like, mm. holy shit. It, I, it's like, I'm not even wearing this hoodie. <laughs> like I'm like, I should take this hoodie off because it immediately just like <laughs> cut through that like a, i was like god damn this is ridiculous that's no a- wonder people wear puff coats out here <laughs> yeah that's why they say it's brick because it hits you like a pile of bricks it's so cold and it gets underneath and it's just like you can't get away from it like, uh, like- yeah you know because my mom grew up in chicago so i always heard stories about it mm-hmm. you know like and i just thought you know typical apparent exaggerating about something from when they were a kid and then that first like yeah I, I we went out and then like the next day like my dad was like hey we're gonna go you know he was so excited because this is our first year there just take us downtown and like show us all and i was like i'm i'm actually because it was like 13 degrees yeah. or something. i'm like i'm i'm cool like i no no like no <laughs> like we gotta take the train in and then the subway and yeah. then we're gonna walk around for blocks at a time yeah. in the cold 
no nah, no nah, i'm gonna chill here i was like i'm gonna chill with mom and grandma at the fire and watch football and eat homemade food all day <laughs> uh but yeah it just it's just crazy and like a lot of people don't know because especially here in reno nobody nobody really travels up in here and we always <laughs> and we always yell about people about i was them. i was not expecting you to say that i almost spit my water out <laughs> no. i thought you were going to talk about like the weather here in reno not people's lack of travel because they, they don't know things you know like from going to another place and in a different season you know they think oh it's everything's the same the high desert we do have great weather here because, like, I'd rather be a dry cold than a humid cold, you know? I'd rather be a dry everything. Yeah, and, a, like, a dry summer than a humid. Like, when it's 85 degrees in New York, it's miserable. You get out of the shower, yeah. you just stay moist all day. And you don't want to be why like I was, that. Yeah, that's why I was at the pool the whole time when I was out there. It was, like, 95 with 95 humidity. What, what am I supposed like? You're either in the water or you're like inside of the air conditioning because yeah. yeah, or you're just drenched. You got all this all hair, yeah, yeah. I got this hair like it never, it would never dry out, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So, but uh, what's what's your racism this week? So this week in racism, this black family in Texas had their home and cars attacked after they put up a Black Lives Matter sign in uh, their yard, like a little, you know, like yeah. Vote, vote for whatever it said you know black light we, we believe black lives matter something and they like firebomb they like lit uh lit their car on fire and broke the windshield and like graffitied all over their house and like just fucked their shit up that sounds like some kkk shit right there <clears throat> yeah and they were like super you know disappointed mm. and obviously the police were investigating it and and it had to be their neighbors it had to be their neighbors <clears throat> So, because they said it was like two weeks after they put up the sign had been up like two weeks uh, and then it happened. That's fucked up. But Texas is also just another Mm -hmm. another example of just you know white people refusing to take an L. (laughs) Just like, just like they still think Trump won. Like how? Like what? Just like why? Why? Just like they just just like they still think fill in the blank. Make ribs are good. <laughs> the, the Jets are eleven and zero in my eyes. <laughs> oh um, my god! The fucking Jets. How could you be zero and eleven though? I don't even really watch speaking, football. So, speaking of the Jets, yeah. So like, it's so funny. Right before we started, you know, like <clears throat> I was talking with Nick and Mike, and like talking about our bets, and I'm like, you know, like did okay this morning. But I'm like, if the Jets, if the Rams beat the Jets, then I'm going to win like a five team parlay on the money line. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll win, like I will win back and come ahead you know, with everything I lost this morning. And Nick just texted me like, what's going on with the Jets? So I look at my phone here and they're actually beating the Rams 13 to three, which being the Rams and I fucking hate them because of the Niners rival, it would make me so happy for them to lose. <laughs> so I could talk shit, especially to Marlon. Yeah. But you want that money. It would ruin my bet. <laughs> I want that money. Come like, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I doubt there's any Jets fans that listen to this it's because there's no Jets fans. Nah, not really. Not fucking west of the fucking Hudson River. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's that time of the week, Caesar. It's that time of the week. Uh, world news. 
world news and leading off the covid vaccine is here yeah <clears throat> with a quickness mm-hmm. and uh and i know like several people who have gotten it already that work in the medical mm-hmm. profession salutes to them uh like no side effects like two of the people said their arm was sore and i'm like i like that's a normal thing i feel from like a, when yeah you get from a vaccine yeah vaccine like i've had my arm hurt before so yeah um and they have a who backup? knows when the rest of us yeah we'll get it and they got a backup to but, you now yeah so hopefully you know we're closer to the end of this than the beginning because i remember you know six months ago people were like it might not be till the end of 2021 when we have a vaccine and you know now it's not even 2021 yet and they're already handed it out so that's what happens when you put a bunch of money in it, into it right that's the under yeah that's the overlooked part of this thing it's like <laughs> you know with most things it just takes a shitload of money we have the we have the ability to do things it's just yeah the money part uh but uh in uh in the uk they're finding a little mutated uh covid and now all the other and now all the other countries in the eu which is the european union for those people that don't read the news um that they're closing off their borders to anybody from the uk flying in or traveling in because of that mutated strain so it's who knows? yeah and they're saying it's not like crazy mutation they're just mm-hmm. saying this means this strain spreads way more easily than mm-hmm. the other strains it's still covid but it the transmission rate for this one is for some reason they haven't figured out yet mm-hmm. like way higher so yeah um that, that's why it's like important to get this vaccine out and get people in it sooner because mm-hmm. it stops some of those things from happening but yeah but just like the flu it always mutates every season you know so like it's not surprising, but it just it's a, like they're closing borders, you know, because of it. So that's just a little. Well, and they just take that. it way more serious over there than they do here. Like my friend is in, my friend's visiting from Colombia, mm-hmm. and she was like, uh, "Yeah, I can see why like you're practicing social distancing." She's like, "It doesn't seem like anyone here is taking it seriously," and I'm like, "Welcome <laughs> back to America. You've been gone a while. You may have forgotten how we do things here, but." But like the, most things, we are not handling it as well as in other places in the world, but but no one here realizes that. No. So yes, welcome back. I'm sure you <laughs> like, yeah, people like aren't wearing masks and they're going out all the time yeah. and like doing stuff that like, is it necessary? And I'm like, yes, yeah. that is correct. I'm sure being from yeah. a country, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sure in Colombia. Yeah everyone's wearing masks and it wasn't politicized and you guys are doing much better mm-hmm. but here in america ignorance is number one and the mcgrib is back <laughs> the important uh, thing speaking of america taking an l so there was this huge russian hack they found out way back in march that they're just finding out about now that went into like all like high levels of the government and these huge companies across the country. And it's like this huge story, like everyone's reporting on it. Like the Pentagon is talking, like confirming it, like NSA, F- like all these government agencies are like, yes, we were hacked. Like, this is bad. We need to do something. And then fucking Captain little hands up there. Trumpito's mm-hmm. like, this is fake. It wasn't Russia. It could have been China. Like someone texted me, I'm not gonna say who they're like, I know the piss tapes are real. <laughs> they're like, like everyone's like like Trump, they it's so obvious that they have something in Russia on Trump. Like it's every single part of the government is like this hack happened, 
because it, it's not like it makes them look good to be like hey yeah. we were hacked fucking eight months ago and it took us a while to even realize it and now we're just now finding out how bad it was we need to do something about this and then you have the president and fuck you from the bottom of my heart with as much disrespect as possible <laughs> if you voted for him again uh like, I like let me say like fuck you from the bottom of my heart with as much disrespect as possible I mean it with all disrespect if you voted for him a second time I have no have no respect for your intellect and I will not be taking your advice on anything outside of your field whatever you whatever you do for a job I'll trust you but outside of that I probably won't even trust you at your job but anyways yes yeah and it's crazy that they're just finding out like what eight months of information they've been like farming from us and like taking like, and it's probably off Trumpito's phone. <laughs> Putin probably gave him a phone for free. Right, That's the thing. Like, and here's the, so now you start asking the question, like, did we know about it? And they just covered it up because he didn't want to look bad with mm. something with Russia doing something, especially election you know, they, year. We, you know, we already had the bounty. They put bounties on fucking American troops. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, you know, like, that's the thing. Like all of these people, you don't have a leg to stand on. Like this guy was a fucking terrible president and he will go down. I hope I live long enough to read about how bad he was in history books. In your history. <laughs> You're teaching it to kids. I lived through this. Yeah. Go ask your grandpa why he voted for Trump. Yeah. He's an idiot. You shouldn't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> or your dad. Yeah. You know, some of you it might be, or your, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Read. We need to read. Reach out to the other side. We need to fuck those people. Those people. <laughs> if, if if you were smart, you know, and reasonably intelligent, then like cool. If you're willing to listen, to have a nice discussion about things and not just bring up some wild ass shit, then you know it'd be cool to reach out. But until then, like it's like a dick to you hiccup. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like. Like I, I know people. We both know people, friends of ours that voted for him in 2016. Mm -hmm. And like I, like, sure, like I get it. I can give that a pass. Mm -hmm. Like you know, whatever. But yeah. like, if you voted for him again in 2020, you are fucking dumb. Yeah. Sorry. Those people can't can't do math though. So. That's yeah, they can't take L's. They can't do a lot of things. But they could eat the McRib. <laughs> Speaking, dude, it's all negative. So, <laughs> this post has been going. It was started on Reno shit. Reddit. Someone shared um, <laughs> that uh, our bar apparently in downtown Reno like is threatening employees who like tell people they got sick or like mm -hmm. came to work sick. Like, so COVID. she's like, you know, like I, yeah, like I had COVID. Like I tried telling all my coworkers and like. My boss got like mad at me, and she was up there upset because she like notified the health department. You know, like followed the rules of what's supposed to happen, and they the they've like made plans to have like an illegal like downstairs secret part where they don't have to be COVID compliant. Mm -hmm. And we've all seen like, look, normally we wouldn't blow up our business like this, but it's been like six months of you steadily seeing pictures and video of them not following the rules and just mm -hmm. packed. No one wearing ma like masks, not enforced. So like, like fuck, like come on, let's. Uh, it's it's an open. It's been an open secret for a long time. Like I saw people, we know lots of friends who have own bars, and they've been mm -hmm. talking about this for months about this specific bar not following the rules. So, 
you know what? Like, don't go to that place. I mean, you're up yeah. in the mix is officially taking that stance. Yes. And it's crazy because other bars have literally gone out of business, like Press Start, you know, that, uh, yeah. that uh, barcade. And because of this, and that place was great. They followed the rules because they could only be like either a bar or an arcade. They couldn't be both. But the casino is pretty much an adult arcade. Right. And it's like Glass Die. Yeah. So the Jeff. Mm-hmm. So like people are going out of business and really struggling. And I understand you have your business and like you want to like keep it afloat and things like that. But just follow the rules. Like keep everyone safe. You're not helping your local man or woman. Well, and you're just like looking, making everyone look bad. Like you're going to be the example when they say like, this is why we need to shut, you know, like if this didn't happen, they wouldn't be like people saying to shut down bars. Mm -hmm. That's like, you could have a better argument to be like, Hey, you know, let's keep them open. People, they're going to follow the rules. But if you're not following the rules, like I've been in several restaurants that aren't like, this is why it gets bad. This is why it's out of control. And this is why things, you know, like, this is why we have distance education. Like all these things you're bitching about. It's because you're, we won't follow the rules. But, mm-hmm. I mean, again, look where we're at. We know people, you know, aren't going like, to – they're selfish. They're not going to think of other people. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, just don't go to that place. Like, fuck that place. Yeah. Well, I think good they had was the avocado, uh, fried avocado. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. That's I won't be able to have that anymore. Yeah. But we, wah, could, wah. We, could, we could probably holler at Nam Eats and they'll make that because that sounds vegan as fuck, right? Yes, Ian, Robin. Yeah. Make us some avocado some fried avocado mm, fries. Yeah. Fucks with that. Mm. And hey, and also you could probably put it in a burrito. Put some salsa on there. What's up? You know you, you know you love some crunchy bur- I had a California burrito the other day from Speedy. Salute to Speedy Burrito. For who, falling up in the they, mix. They're, they're, they know what's up over there. Had the had the California that's so delicious. Salute to those guys. I love that place. The pupusas are good there too for you know. Being being called yeah. Speedy Burrito, but yeah. But uh, next up, uh, Joe Biden picked Representative Deb. I don't know if it's Holland or Holland as Secretary of Interior. She's the first cabinet member that's Native American, and she's in part of the the uh, she's the Secretary of Interior, which is deals with uh, the I don't even know what it's called anymore. It used to be like the Bureau of Indian Affairs and but like deals specifically in Native American and indigenous people's land rights here in the country. So uh, that's a huge, obviously, step to have someone that represents them in charge of that and maybe get some better mm-hmm. you know, advocate, you know, advocating for them in that spot. So salutes to her. That's really good. For, Making great moves. Yeah, from New Mexico. Not all of them are great. We'll talk about a less than great one later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Mm-hmm. They're doing something over there. Yeah. And the story I wanted to talk about, too, was Amazon buys, like, a $2 million site in San Francisco. And what gets me mad is this site, where they had a proposal to make 10,000 homes or 1,000 homes in there. And especially in, like, San Francisco or, like, the housing crisis, so it would be good to have, you know, more places for people to live. Amazon comes in and swoops it. For delivery, two hundred million dollars, two hundred million, yeah, not two two hundred million. But I think that we're going to do like a thousand uh, homes in there, like an apartment complex or whatever. Yeah, the situation. yeah, that's a lot of people, and that's a lot of people in the Bay Area that could fit in there because definitely more than a thousand people would be living 
in that area. But Amazon comes, swoops it up, $20 million since they're they're making money hand over fist right now. Um, and it's just sad to see it. And they're just going to use it for deliveries, I think, like to help their delivery infrastructure. And it's just sad to see, you know, corporations winning again when people need a place to live. And like, especially if you're from the Bay Area, a native of the Bay Area, and it's just everything is just so even during the pandemic, everything's so crazy expensive to live at. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that sucks. They need all the housing they can get in that area. Mm -hmm. And like the homeless. Much like like Reno. Yeah. And like more homeless people because of the pandemic and people can't pay and it's just they just need more help for housing everywhere and affordable housing mm-hmm. affordable housing yeah not the fucking reno experience district that's going to be like eighteen hundred dollars for a one-bedroom apartment where's that at again where where park lane mall used to be oh yeah okay yeah that yeah that's going to be expensive but that's i think they're building it like how a city should be built shops and stores downstairs upstairs is the well lane. yeah mm-hmm. it's just that no one will be able to afford to live there yeah very very true mm-hmm. and then uh tom cruise out here just whew. at least somebody you know like i know a lot the average person is kind of taking it seriously but it's good to see like a celebrity like this or like a face that's really advocating for you know people to be safe so he yelled at employees for not being safe later on they quit but uh and it's understandable. He's like the producer of, you know, Mission Impossible now. So it's a lot of his money. And they don't want to shut it down, too, because that's going to waste money and things like that. But he's just yelling. And those people will be out of a job. Yeah. He's giving all these people jobs. And they're just like, you know, doing it incorrectly. And he's yelling at people. And he's just sick of it. So it's it's good to see, you know, even though he believes in Scientology, it's good to see that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if, if it was someone else other than Tom Cruise doing it, like, people would have been happier, but <laughs> people, like, kind of hate Tom Cruise because he's a terrible person, <laughs> so... But it's it's good to that's, see that's, a, a terrible person, really. There's a little, you know, the, the silver lining, you know? He... Yeah. Maybe he should have handled this a little bit better. I don't know, just be self but obviously tom cruise's whole thing is that he's not self-aware like yeah if this was tom hanks doing this this would have made the news like tom hanks you know like because everyone loves tom hanks tom cruise and they're kind of been like shut the fuck up dude (laughs) shut the fuck up little guy (laughs) (laughs) well um your song of the week this week i actually played last week on the radio show because look at that that's that's the synergy yeah and you know, you know, I'm a you fan. Didn't even know. No, you didn't even know. I don't even know. And you know, I'm a fan of Juicy J. You know, uh, what's that? What's that line? Is like so, some people, some people, uh, some people can't stand Ratchet, or some people could stay away from Ratchet, but Juicy J can't. You know, like this old man, and like the album too came out like Turkey Day Weekend. Uh, he produced a lot of his own songs, and the album is a good mix of. He has like young people in there because he's like an old man. He's probably like pushing 50 now and still making good music and things like that. Holding so, it down for the ATL. Yeah. Or three, in Memphis. Memphis. Three Six Mafia, baby. Woo. Yeah. Grammy award winning group, right? Grammy was like one of the first hip hop groups to ever get it, which is yeah, tight. When they had their, their show on MTV, they never let you forget it. Yeah. <laughs> 
but uh yeah so, so listen and enjoy caesar's song of the week is memphis to la by gcj featuring j-rock and project pat salute shut the fuck up I got options, one thing that's for sure, I can't be locked in. I get blocks in, I be making bitches clock in. Hoes flocking, when they know a nigga popping. Can't convince me you ain't with the shit, I know you flogging. I can't add you to the squad, add to my deposit. Can't let a bitch tell me how to get it, who ain't got shit. Plus I got the keys to the street, I'm like a locksmith. I drop shit, got some hands on like I'm boxing. Pull up in that drop in, ain't no talking hopping. What's your other option, that don't even stop. Shit. I be on some hot shit. I know that you ain't got shit. We can go and cop. I know you tired of window shopping. When it come to them things, I got options. I got Nina, she gon' bang on some hot shit. I got cola by the block on some thot shit. Mary Jane for the brain, that's my top bitch. When it come to them things, I got options. I got Nina, she gon' bang on some hot shit. I got cola by the block on some thot shit. Mary Jane for the brain, that's my top I bitch. I was that east side nigga with a pistol in my pocket. Used to move around in projects, nigga. I ain't had no options. I had insufficient funds. Wishing bitches give me some. Now my hookers know the deal. I just make my pick and run. Get a bag, blow it fast. Get it back, though. Big chain, try to snatch, you get smacked, ho. Cause I got paper and plastic. I can put it on your head. I got shotters with a shotty. They'll put one up in your head, yeah. Got my meal ticket, time to strategize my moves. Got these haters hot, time to stabilize my cool. Used to whip buckets, now it's German engineering. It just amplify my pimping when I swerve up on them bitches, yeah. Went from rags to riches on them, yeah. Went from coast to first class tickets on them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eastside Johnny, I got options, options. Why straight to Memphis, bitch, we locked in, locked in. When it come to them things, I got options. I got Nina, she gon' bang on some hot shit. I got cola by the block on some thot shit. Mary Jane for the brain, that's my top bitch. When it come to them things, I got options. I got Nina, she gon' bang on some hot shit. I got cola by the block on some thot shit. Mary Jane for the brain, that's my top bitch. I put some bread on your head like a stripper bitch. I know that's your bae, came my way, I had to flip the bitch. In the hood, brand new foreign OLs, that's that nigga shit. Plug came through, we robbed him for them bells, that's that Memphis shit. She got income taxes, so a nigga had to tax that bitch. Just like Nipsey hustle on my hustle, victory slap that bitch. All the fake ass niggas hate the real, but I ain't counterfeit. Both back to your acorn ass head, crack that bitch. From the Draco out the Tahoe When my hitters pull up on your ass They come to rob, ho Mo faces money train Welcome to the mob, ho Blossom foreign rides Foreign clothes That's the job, ho Shut the fuck up Shut the fuck up <laughs> That was uh, Memphis LA by GCJ Featured J-Rock And Project Pat uh, Like I said, GCJ The man That guy's a fucking legend You know Everyone on the internet Is calling him uh, Mr. Shut the fuck up you know like it's uh it's great and that's just made for tiktok yeah and i just i i just love like i said like before uh the break he's just an old man but still making good music producing like a lot of his own music kind of like red man and and like just like true hip-hop you know and it's just it's just a beautiful thing yeah he's putting so many young people that are on because like he's you know 
obviously making music with mm. a lot of young rappers so he's kind of bridging the gap between a lot of these newer listeners and people who probably like don't even know he was in three six mafia or like the shit yeah. he did with them mm -hmm. and on an interview i heard he's like i i i put him on because that's i listen to that fucking shit you know so it's it's awesome and he's like he listens he's not like one of those people that are just stuck in the golden era hip-hop you know like he he loves all hip-hop and that's how it should be and especially because we always talk about how the older generation doesn't help the new generation and kind of like bridging that gap there's always a little bit of hatred and you know animosity and things like that but when people really do it it's fantastic and speaking of that last night they had the versus battle for the yeah 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 <laughs> with uh e40 and too short uh i watched it it was great like mm -hmm. they <laughs> someone tweeted was like the bay area is super full of themselves right now and i was like everyone was like you know like they always they talked do. about that you know like E40 talked about how, like, you know, people tried to say, you know, whatever he had beef with Mac Dre just because, you know, he was older and he was a younger guy coming up. And mm -hmm. it was like, no, like, we got along. And like, him and Too Short have always had respect for each other. Like, it was a, a one of the a better versus battle, not like the last one where obviously, like, the two people didn't hate each other. They were like putting, putting it on for the Bay. And it was great to hear, like, they played so many Bay Area songs and like gave shout outs to so many Bay Area artists. Uh, it was great. It was hilarious. You know, too short, and and then they were they're drunk. They're having a good time. They were talking shit to people that were there that they knew. <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah, and and like in hip hop, you know, other than the hyphy movement, the Bay Area really doesn't get enough shine time. And it just it's yeah. it's very diverse over there, especially you know there's just like so many different cultures. You know, the Asian population is big out there, and they got their own like hip hop out there, and you know. Too short will forever be talking about pimps and hoes to the day he dies. And well, and like the cool thing is, is like, you know, they 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 talked like they had an art, they did like an interview, and they talked about how like, you know, like when they were coming up in Oakland, like a lot of people in the funk scene with like Sly Stone, like were from Oakland and from the Bay Area, and like ended up moving to LA, but like they always saw like a lot, like the a lot of soul artists and people in like the '60s and '70s who were musicians obviously still influenced them as they were coming up in the 80s mm -hmm. and then like that influenced the la music scene too like people forget like tupac you know like <laughs> loved oakland and did a bunch of stuff with digital underground and they kind of like gave him like his first feature on a song so and at the start of things like la and oakland were you know the bay area were kind of the same music scene and then they developed apart and kind of you know it's like I always think like L LA and New York are the two major cities, but like Boston and San Francisco or the Bay area are kind of the ones that get forgotten about. Yeah, no, I definitely see that. And yeah, like Tupac was a backup dancer or like a, a backup dancer for digital underground, you know, he yeah, was, and he, they let him rap. Yeah. And they, they let him rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they let this, this sensitive poet guy rap. <laughs> and, I, dude, that's one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then he was like Tupac was in that uh, Salt and Pepper video. Uh, what a man, you know, like before Tupac was Tupac, like that's what he was doing. Like, and it's crazy to think about that. And a lot of people don't really know things like that because well, he was yeah. he was born in uh, he was born in New York and uh, like raised in L.A. and Oakland. 
Oh, and like you know, his mom obviously being a Black Panther that you know, mm-hmm. had the connections with Oakland. So it was it was for me, you know, being from the Bay Area and like hearing people talk about it and like explain Bay Area hip hop. A lot of things I remember like as a kid growing up there, you know, and then moving here and obviously like another good friend of mine being from the Bay Area and just we loved you know loved a lot of Bay Area rap and especially like in the mid '90s the shit was popping like Looney's like a lot of. Barry, hip hop was was big back then, and uh, it's coming back up. Yeah, well, it never went away. No, no, it never went away. Movement, and they had like like crazy beef out there too. Like the game and Yuck had had uh, some wild beef, and and those videos were ruthless. Like they like in one of Yuck's videos, they had like a guy who looked like the game in pink and like and like definitely like just it it was ruthless. It was fantastic. Like. Yeah, the- they are, like they were put like they, they that's what they kept saying like everyone was cool they were cool with everyone throughout mm-hmm. every like even when like the whole too short was talking about like the whole east coast west coast thing was going on like he was still kicking it out in atlanta with a lot of people and through those connections like little like they met little john and like little john obviously helped with the with the the hyphy movement and like mm-hmm. producing a lot of like uh e40 stuff like and just touring with him and just talked about the old school connections that people, you know, always think about, Oh, you know, nineties, it was all East coast, West coast, but like the Bay area, Atlanta, Houston had huge music scenes going on and they were still making, doing their thing. It just wasn't, you know, as commercially profitable. Yeah. Yeah. Like too short was on a, was on a biggie uh, record and things like that. Like there was always that connection. So Salutes to two two yay area legends mm-hmm. and two short and E forty, and uh, yeah, we played a special bass set last week on, on well, I did two weeks ago mm-hmm. on the on the radio show. Just you know, give the Bay Area some love, Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, the yay. But uh, you know, to our our little brethren out there, Jesus and Mero interviewing Obama. Like they're talking about like the come up, like you know who they started out. Like doing their podcast and like you know doing their podcast and then someone was like look at the bodega boys with obama the brand is strong and and i love like barack he's so funny he's just like a homie you hang out with because he just came out there started clowning their basketball game and he's like you guys could probably play for the knicks actually <laughs> that shit was so i saw that i was like god damn like Dude. that sounds <laughs> like you don't expect the president of the United States to come roast you on your own show. On like your own tr- show. <laughs> and it's his, and yeah. his, his press release tour, you know, he's just, he's just charming. He's just like, he's like a homie, you know, that we could like get along with and like shoot the shit and, you know, you know, maybe a little bit of basketball, you know, cross him up a little bit. And that's the funny thing. It's like, I've seen him interviewed on these Samero. I've seen him interviewed on Bill Simmons podcast. I've seen him interviewed with like, uh, uh, the view like all these different places and in each one he talks about like what that show's about mm-hmm. so like when he was on the sports one like they talked he talked about basketball for days he was talking shit you know like he's obviously a huge basketball fan mm-hmm. but then you know he goes on Jesus Romero and he like talk with him about when he lived in New York and like how what New York was like mm-hmm. like it's just great how he relates to people you can see why obviously he was so popular he mm-hmm. can relate to everyone yeah he's got so many different experiences yeah, it was great. Um, it's on YouTube now if you guys don't have the showtime. But, yeah, it was fantastic. The lady and I watched it today. And just like, yeah. I remember he's like that one uh, 
it's like that one picture. He's like, I ordered them to keep that up. Like him, like jumping and trying yeah, to. Yeah, when he's blocking Reggie Love. Yes, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I, I, I ordered for that to stay up all four years. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, it's good. And that's not, yeah. And like on another one, I heard him. He was talking about like the same thing, like another picture. Because uh, he was talking about this guy with his kids. And he was like, yeah, like the famous picture when the kid touches his hair. He's yeah. like, yeah, we left that one up too for all four years. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you know, cra- I, I, I'm actually going to buy this book and read it. Like, yeah, like everyone sounds super good. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the funniest part, uh, I watched the interview twice. <laughs> like I watched it at work like I normally yeah. do. And then Samantha was she's like, oh, I was going to watch the interview. I'm like, I'll watch it again. This uh-huh. shit's hella funny. Or like when he had to go <laughs> when he had to go to the bathroom and he was like afraid to ask permission. <laughs> it's the first time I've kind of seen them a little nervous. Like who wouldn't who wouldn't be though like to talk to a president? Like it doesn't matter like what generation. You always get nervous like to talk to like a president or a former president. Like like I felt like Jesus was a little uncomfortable when Mero went to the bathroom yeah. and he was just sitting there and Obama's just <laughs> talking him up like asking him about his life and he's uh-huh. like, like kind of surprised that obama knew stuff about him it's like used to be in computers right like yeah yeah then you started talking about you know i was like oh this I, guy is a super intimidating it, interview yeah and it's so funny because he's like i don't want to be like your mama but like are you gonna start having kids you know and things like that and yeah yeah and he's so like funny. and then he's like well at first i was broke and i wanted to be financially i want to have money in the bank and then he's like, but what about now? He's like, I got money in the bank. And he's just, and he's like, put him on blast. Like, it's big. Yeah. yeah. It's super, but it's kind of like what your uncle kind of should be doing. Like, hey, bro. Yeah, what's you're up? like 40. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? All you do is got a puppy and you're living in like, you know, you got a, a house full of shoes. Like, time to get some seeds out there, you know? Like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. And you yeah, can tell yeah, he's a little so funny. And I loved it when they talked about he's like, when I saw Nas, he's like, You're a storyteller, like Nas, you know? And he's like, he actually, you know, he's like, when I saw Nas with those leather wallabies on, I knew I could dress down for you. <laughs> Cause he wore like Gucci sneakers, you know? And yeah, uh, yeah. and Jesus had had Tim's on, you know? And and Obama always looking like um very like but he did you notice like that was the most dressed down i've seen him like he had a suit on but it was like no it was all black mm-hmm. like shirt was un, un mm-hmm. yeah unbuttoned no tie like yeah. casual like was still looking good like i was like damn obama all black okay like dude i feel uh yeah be looking like in that little sleek tom ford casual you know what i'm saying <laughs> like when he wore the tan suit yeah uh it's it, it was a good one and like yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. It's good to see you know people of color like that interviewing and doing and do making a great interview too as well. Not just like the usual shenanigans, but and it was a good and interacting. Like, it yeah, was, just, it, it yeah, was just it was a good interact. back and forth, a good back and forth between those guys, and it's just awesome. It's good. Yeah, I was like, that's my president right there. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then you want to talk about the Kid Cudi album, right? Yeah, I finally listened to it. Like it, it's it's sounds like Kid Cudi. Again. Yeah, like mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a th- like you know his first two albums were so iconic with his own style and sound. I feel like mm-hmm. he like changed so much from that that I don't know. This one sounds more 
sounds like what he should sound like 12 years after he made his debut album yeah and it's and, and you know something happens when salty brad hits us up on a group message about it you know he he, he doesn't come at us too much with me with with music all the time but <coughs> but when he does that that means you know something something good happened so yeah that's what like when i yeah when he texted i was like all right i guess i gotta listen to yeah, this yeah yeah if sea salt if sea salt brad is giving it a stamp of approval it must be fucking yeah <laughs> so uh yeah and i played it like last uh this week i think or last week on the on the radio show one of my songs on there and it's it's good yeah so check that album out if you haven't uh great i mean i'm a huge kid cuddy fan like yeah back in the day like i saw him multiple times in concert um yeah i, I saw him like i saw him at uh went all the way to sasquatch music festival to see him one year that was a great time. I uh, saw him in San Francisco before. And like back then he was like put on good, you know, obviously mm -hmm. he's had some personal problems and stuff, but like he always talked about it in his music mm -hmm. and, you know, he's working through it. And this album is, you know, shows what he's gone through. And like, and like I always say, like people, uh, the fourth quarter of the year, so many good albums come out, you know? And, yeah. and this is one of them. And things like that like ah, dude it's just because back in the day when people actually purchased music mm -hmm. you know like that's when most of it was purchased like around the holidays mm -hmm. people buying gifts and stuff so yeah. like and it just it's just stayed like that tradition where like october november december like people drop their albums yeah even though you know they're not going to sell out in stores like they used to 25 30 years ago mm -hmm. still you know the time to drop the music exactly because in the summertime you got those like summer bangers you know those like singles and things like that sometimes you get some and music. they're usually but they're, and they're usually off music that came out before like mm -hmm. sometimes like a, the album comes out in december january february but that summer single they save mm -hmm. and release it strategically like end of april beginning of may so yeah. by the time the summer hits everyone knows it it's reached maximum saturation we talk about it we yeah we try and predict the song of the summer <laughs> yeah you know? we always do I think we're like we're like two for five in the last five years <laughs> But we're also old men too, so it's you know it's a little different. I feel like that's pretty good. Like we definitely predicted Despacito would blow up. <laughs> yes, we yes we did. And even even though I really didn't like it, but I was like, yeah, it's gonna be it. Yeah. You know? We both. That's the thing. Like we both were like, ah, this song's annoying, but like this shit is gonna be like, yeah. we got the ear. We understand. <laughs> we understand. We know what the people like. Yeah. You know, we're we're one of you guys. That's why. Lombre de la gente. You know. Yes. That's why we give you what you need, not what you want. Exactly. We're your inner conscience, you know? So listen to <laughs> listen to Up in the Mix telling you, you know, all the good and the bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, speaking of good and bad, the NBA season is about to start. I'm super excited. Dude. But I also don't know how good the Warriors are going to be. Yeah, it's going to be another LeBron year. Um, the, the squad he got is packed right now. And is Magisto on the Lakers? Is he gonna like win another championship? No, on, they on the trade. Bench? No, they tr they got rid of him when they got Gasol. <laughs> they, they traded him. <laughs> they upgraded. Because they upgraded. They're like, hey, bro, like we're defending champs now. Like we're not like we got they, they got someone they got someone uh you know more experienced and, and better looking. Yeah, because like man, like McGee has been winning championships and he's been like on the bench fantastic and and yeah he's also a music producer and he's uh nominated for the grammy with justin biebs he helped produce justin biebs song 
All right. Salute to McGee for diversifying his bonds. That's for sure. And we played some Damian Lillard last week on the radio show. Like Damian Lillard out there on the remix. Uh, you know, he's got his Dame Dalla. Mm-hmm. He dropped an album during during quarantine. He someone tried to challenge him and he pulled a fucking push a T on that uh. dude. Like I can't remember who it was, but his his song he made, like it was he ethered him. It was done. Like they're like <laughs> Dillard, hands down, the best basketball rapper ever. It's not even close. He's yeah. a good rapper, period. Yeah, like it, <laughs> like it's it's cr- not even close. It's crazy because like Shaq came out with an album, Kobe came out with an album, Iverson had one. Um, I think Weber came out with like some singles, Chris Weber, like and it's just like whew, Diller just like he got his backup career, which is tight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like he put out like a little EP during the <laughs> during the lockdown. Like, yeah. He's got so, bars. So yeah, if like, you know, his knee blows out too hard body, he could, you know, just write bars all day. He could be someone's yeah, ghostwriter. He- He's from, he's from Oakland. Just move back to Oakland and fucking rep the rep the rep the town, bro. Rep yeah. the town. Teach kids about basketball and just rap. He got his retirement plan set up. I know. Mm-hmm. Like I I, I, I low key. I wish he was on the Warriors. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how it would work. I don't want anyone that we have to be given up. Yeah, but uh, he's probably gonna stay in Portland forever, anyways. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not that far from the Bay. Either. Yeah, anyways. they always max out his contract every time it's up. And he probably does good things for Portland. Like, it's awesome. I, when, uh, when we could do and go to go to games, we should go to a Portland game. Sean, I'm down. Like, I was there. talking about basketball. My mom, <laughs> my mom was. I was talking about it the other day. She's like, finally the Nets get good right when we leave because they have a video. <laughs> like, she's like, I told your dad a couple years ago I didn't want to go to any more Knicks games because they were so bad. <laughs> My mom's a huge basketball fan, by the way. <laughs> no, like, dude, your mom is so tight, and we need to hang out more. Uh, it's, it's, uh, dude, she's awesome. Listening to her talk shit about the Knicks is great. Uh, it's just like, she's like, no, I, no, I didn't like <laughs> your mom's hard body karate. Yeah, obviously, go- yeah, I mean, if you guys know my mom, yeah, mm-hmm. she's not someone to trifle with, but <laughs> no, she'll put you on blast real quick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, NBA and. Just, uh, yeah, she's just you know disappointed that she's not going to be able to see the Nets now that they're legit got a legit squad together. Like mm-hmm. I remember when they when they got KG and Paul Pierce, even though they were older, like she was super excited. I remember like my uh, I think for some like for a birthday or something, my dad got like floor seats for them, and she got to like see Kevin Garnett and like she's like, oh my god, he was so tall. Like they're so crazy, you know. Like I've never sat floor seats at an NBA game. I can only imagine what it is to see like those crazy. Mm-hmm. human beings up close playing basketball at a high level but you know that team didn't turn out to be that great yeah. so they they lived in new york for 12 years and there was like four years where either team had a good squad <laughs> yeah and uh but yeah so hopefully in the next couple of years we could like go to legit games and like i miss yeah, i still i, w- I want to go i want to see the warriors new stadium i want to mm-hmm. see the king's new stadium i yeah. still haven't been there yeah so. uh shout out to my man john uh uh aka cougar john he uh him and his boys were working on the the golden state stadium and i got to go oh yeah dude i little... remember you yeah i remember you telling us about yeah. that you got to go on a tour the, it was Just, under construction it was like not like a tour you know his boys were working on it and kind of like let us in you know what i'm saying very low-key like don't want to get him in trouble but 
Yeah, I got <laughs> I got to, you know, step step inside that bitch before everybody else. So what's up? <laughs> well, uh, you have a hero of the week this week, Caesar. Dude, salute to two chains. Two chains. Uh two chain has been a big advocator for registering people to vote. And now he's focusing on, I think this uh, or next year, 2021, um, for the Georgia Senate. So what he's doing, the runoff, yeah. Well, it's, the voting's already started. The early voting started. So mm-hmm. this—that's why he's doing this. Yeah. So he's uh, partnered up with Headcount. It's like a nonprofit uh, organization to help people get registered to vote, and they're giving away a Tesla. So if you're in Georgia. And, you know, you want a chance to win. I, you probably got to register to vote. That's probably your entry. And you could win a Tesla. So it's awesome that he's still pushing for people to vote even after the election. So, you know, salute to that. And, like, head Headcount, what they do is they, uh, they partner up with music uh, icons and things like that to get people to vote. Yeah, it's great to see how people become so much more civically engaged uh through this election cycle like so like i saw someone tweet like well, what happened to all these people telling us to vote like since the election's been over i haven't heard a word i was like mm. yeah like nothing's changed like what, is, what do you expect it's like these people were yeah. like what are you doing bro like people are working hard they're playing they're playing people cyber working hard <laughs> they're, they're playing <laughs> shitty shitty ass game <laughs> they're playing cyberpunk not getting refunds and shit <laughs> Someone, someone posted a thing, another another video game. Yeah. It's the joke. They're like, cyberpunk's definitely more punk than you. It's got <laughs> patches all over it and it doesn't work. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so good. Now, speaking of things that don't work and are mediocre, mm. our white mediocrity of the week. And this is going to make some people out there mad. Yeah. But it goes to Pete Buttigidge for getting... Uh, what is he secretary of transportation, transportation or whatever mm-hmm. um that dude like was a mayor of south bend indiana wasn't in, uh, like super good at a mayor being a mayor ran for president with no ideas whatsoever he was just the safe fucking white guy uh-huh. like who had no i like i didn't i can't remember him saying anything of significance throughout his entire run for presidency or the, like the lead up to the election besides like going on Fox news and speaking like articulately and quietly and being a nice person. And this guy somehow now is like in the, has a cabinet position over, you know, they're like, just like how many other more qualified people did get, he could pass up just because he was like a popular, nice Midwestern white dude. And this is like the questionable choice because like, America really needs to work on infrastructure and like transportation is obviously part of it. And like, just to pick him, like, I don't know. Very questionable. Yeah. I mean, it's just, he, like all you can say, what, what would you say about him? Like he's, I haven't, he didn't have any policy. Fuck. You know, like Andrew, Mm -hmm. Andrew, Andrew Lang had, you know, his thing, like Yang gang, Mm-hmm. because he you know he was talking about universal basic income so at least he had an idea like pete had no ideas like Julie, julian castro was a better candidate than him <laughs> like at least that guy is like has some experience and had like some thoughts on mm-hmm. things like this guy wasn't like things are going on in south bend that are problems the same problems like we're talking about with these other cities and he was the actual mayor there like mm-hmm. look hillary Sheevy's a fine mayor i guess like i don't think she's qualified to be secretary of transportation in a year and a half like <laughs> It's basically what you know what i mean like so yeah it's just 
he's he's, there's he's better a choices. nice white guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's better yeah. choices. And especially I feel, you know, coming into this year, you need to make very strategic things because like we're our economy's tanking and things like that. Like there needs to be very harsh things that need to happen and things need to move forward in a very progressive way and doing things like this, like it's kind of like a bland, you know, choice. It's a safe pick. Yeah. I read an article that are just like the the moderates are the worst people. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll talk more about it next week because there's a whole, they did a whole study that, but yeah, just Mm -hmm. come on, come on. Yeah. Come on, Biden. Yeah, but uh, what's your song? Song your Sean, your Sean, your song of the week. So you know it's Christmas time, Christmas season. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna play a Christmas song, and this song is old. It takes me back to my childhood. Uh, me and my brother Shannon had a little record player because we're old and we're children of the '80s. And one of the first records we had was the Jackson Five Christmas album. <laughs> And we would just listen, like, we got, we must have gotten the record player, like, in, like, October or something. Mm-hmm. And we just listened to this album over and over and over again until oh, Christmas was over. <laughs> and this was the song I remember the most, Santa Claus is Coming to Town mm-hmm. uh, by the Jackson 5. All right. So listen and enjoy, guys. Salud. back guys that was sean's song of the week and it was santa claus is coming to town by the infamous jackson five 
yeah uh if you're not familiar with that album check it out it's a great 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 christmas album if you're on spotify just follow just follow my uh christmas playlist uh like probably like six or seven years ago my brother shannon sent me like a playlist of all the jackson five he's it was like richardson christmas special or something <laughs> and i was like oh my uh, god i forgot it. it takes me back but yeah we had a little record player and that was one of the <clears throat> the albums we had nice yeah records I'm happy. I'm happy they're still around. So yeah. Speaking of that, um, I got to go pick up. My parents had a bunch of records they got out of storage for mm-hmm. like it's all like salt like from the '60s and '70s, and I got to go pick it up. Yeah. B- bring it home, dude. Sean, super excited. Can't. We're gonna have to invest in some turntables and uh, start DJing again when everything's back. Cause like we were we were like starting to do like little events and things like that, and yeah. And so maybe, you know, when all things are, uh, it's all safe for us to gather, you know, you might just see us out there being old men and, and, uh, no requests, you know, I'm going to put Yeah, that. maybe if we get a $1,200 stimulus check, I'll stimulate the economy by buying some, some turntables yeah, and a mixer. Exactly. And, uh, I'm telling you guys now, no requests. Um, if you don't like it, uh, go kick rocks. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Well, uh, now instead of meandering questions, we have some questions to ask each other. Do you mm-hmm. want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Uh, All right. Since, since uh, you know, big, big sports fan, Bay Area, who do you think will win a championship first, the Giants or the Niners? Ooh, good and, question. And about how long, too, like a rough estimate. It's the Niners. Okay. And it's it's because, I mean, obviously they were super close last year. They lost the Super Bowl and they Mm -hmm. still have tons of young, great players. Like they've got some salary cap issues coming up this off season, some questions with Jimmy G at quarterback. We'll see how they handle that. But the, the Niners are like their, their floor, like they're, we're from where they're starting each year. They're already within, like, they're already a playoff. Like, even this year with all the injuries, Mm -hmm. they were still in the playoff hunt. They got good coaches. They Like, the coaches have proven themselves. So they're proven that they're a a contender. The Giants, they're rebuilding still. They, you know, they almost made the playoffs this year, but Mm -hmm. short season and everything. So I think the Niners, I think, have, like, over the next three to five years, will consistently be able, like, have a chance. Uh I still think the Giants are a year or two away from being just at that level. Okay, okay. Yeah, because we always talk about basketball. Oh my, yeah, um, that's why Bayer sports breakdown. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we always talk about basketball. So, uh, and I was like, let's bring a little bit of football for you. Uh, my next one is, uh, what person stood out to you in like 2020, like in like in insp- like inspirational or like just in general, like because like it's been a hectic year, and a lot of shit shitty stuff stood out. So like something positive uh i think like you're off the top of my head uh just lebron james mm-hmm. like uh everything he did you know with his foundation everything coming in and then like the way he led the nba players through everything over the summer like like part of the interview uh, I, one of them i listened to was like obama talked about how like lebron <clears throat> reached out to him when they stopped playing you know when they they were uh boycotting the the nba games in the bubble and like he gave advice to lebron and like lebron was really like him and chris paul were like the leaders through all that and mm-hmm. they like it may it had it had an effect on the election like 
they got the owners to open up all of the stadiums for voting like it's still like the one in atlanta still open up now for the the special you know Mm -hmm. senate runoff and just him being you know the face for and like because he takes a stand it makes it so much easier for all these other athletes to do stuff in their local communities so like even like players who maybe aren't popular or have the national spotlight they have the room you know because lebron's taking the lead they can go do their thing and don't have to worry about the pushback because he's like he's the one that everyone focuses the negativity on he's the one that politicians are talking shit about but he's inspiring so much other people underneath him so I, yeah, yeah i have to say lebron and he won a fucking title and was finals mvp on top of all yeah and he and he could handle all that scrutiny he's had he's had it his whole career like even in high school so he he could take the blows and still keep on ticking Mm-hmm. That was the crazy thing. Like I saw an interview of him when he was 16 years old and someone was like, you know, like, do you think there's too much pressure being put on you as a 16 year old? Do you think you're being overhyped? You know? And he was just like, he's like, no, I can't, you know, I, I welcome it. Like, that's, what's going to make me great. Like, I know I got to mm-hmm. you know work hard. And they're like, the dude was 16. And like, you look at him now, yeah. like he's, he, I always say LeBron's like my dad. He's never let me down. <laughs> like he fucking comes yeah. through. Like yeah. he, everyone, this guy was on the cover of sports illustrated when he was in high school and he somehow mm-hmm. lived up and exceeded the fucking hype. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. guy had the nickname, the King when he was 20. Yeah. And it fits even better now, 18 years later on the, mm-hmm. All right, the last one. Where do you see yourself in like five years? Like, are you still going to be a teacher, or are we making moves? I think about this a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Like through all this, I don't know if I'm going to still be a teacher. I was thinking, like, you know, maybe, like, hopefully, we'd be making a living off this. Yeah. Like, uh, like one of like uh, my 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 principal was like, you know, I, like I listened to your podcast. He's like, you know, I just He's like, when you guys are off, you know, like doing this thing somewhere else, like I'll be able to remember saying like you, you used to, you know, be a teacher and we're working here. And I like, he's like, I'll, and I'll wish you were still a teacher. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like, it's not some five years ago. I wouldn't have thought I would have mm-hmm. thought that I would still be a teacher, but just so many things changing, you know, who knows what the, what the future holds. Like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. That's, that's just the question me trying to lure you into, you know, we could run a city. We could run a state, Sean. <laughs> you know, maybe even run the government. You know, well, that's a, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know, just me putting little <laughs> little, little seeds in your head. You know. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, my first question: What's been the best part about being a father in the in the year and a half that you've had, Leia? just seeing uh seeing her like grow in like her personality you know seeing her like it's taught me me about myself as well you know like sacrificing like certain things that like even like last night the boys are like hey let's go let's go out because like ricardo's ricardo's birthday is coming up and this is the weekend before and i was like no i like i went out had some meetings and now i'm home you know and even Amelia was like, this is funny. Caesar wants to stay home and Ricardo wants to go out to the bar. 
how how shit's changed, you know? But like right, I, right. I just love like hanging out with her every day and like her personality just like growing every day. And you know how sassy she is, how smart she's getting, and that I get to enjoy it every day, you know? Yeah, how old is she now? She is uh her birthday's in May, so she's like 18 months maybe. I'm not worried about everyone's like 24 months or like 36 months or like 60 months. I don't need to look. I asked how old you are. I didn't ask to take a fucking math quiz. Exactly. <laughs> Every time I, I start doing <laughs> fractions and shit. Yeah. Every time I think about it, I think of uh, the movie Grown Ups. I don't know if you guys saw it with like Adam Sandler, uh, Chris Rock, Kevin Smith and stuff like that. But uh, one of the kids was still sucking on his mom's tit, right? And they asked him, like, how old is your kid? Because the kid looked kind of big. And he's, like, 60 months. And the guy's like, that's five years old. He's still on the mom's tit? <laughs> like, that's five years. 60 months. <laughs> yeah. So try to make it seem better. He said 60 months. But he's like, he's five years old? And he's still sucking on mom's tit? And and that's why every time when like when they say months and stuff, I'm like, she's a year and a half, I think. I don't know. I'm just waiting for May so I can say it's two. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, who like what photographer did you look up to that first inspired you to take to, like photography seriously? Uh, we actually talked about him the other day with this BMX guy. It's uh, Esteban Orial, and he's from Los Angeles. And he shoots film, uh, black and white. And he's the, he's the one who kind of brought that Latino, um, like gangster culture kind of back, like with low riders and his really good friends is Mr. Cartoon, the tattoo artist and things like that. Oh, was he the one that was, he's the one that was in that, uh, documentary. documentary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I watched that documentary. Yeah. And I got a chance to meet him. Like when Gumball 3000 came through arena, uh, he was part of it. He was with like 13th Witness and Bum B, I think, in the same car. And I I got to meet him and like just uh, first time I met him. And it was just like real quick, like five minute chat, a little starstruck. But he's, yeah, just like gritty. And like he's the reason I shoot black and white. Like one of the reasons um, it's like him and this lady, Martha Cooper, um, that really inspired me. But him and like just gritty pictures and like showing showing like that that uh latino lowrider culture and that is still dope and it's just awesome and what's the name of that documentary i forget was it la originals yeah that's it mm -hmm. la originals on netflix check that out yeah it's super yeah it's super good yeah and like him and mr cartoon they like they like got the you know in the la originals they got like a warehouse like right by skid row um he's really good friends with like a lot of people on skid row and and there's like a thing about shooting homeless people that I feel in street photography is like morality wise, like you shouldn't do it unless you're doing it for a specific reason, like to show people, you know, like this is what's happening, kind of like a documentary side. There's a lot of people that shoot homeless people just because they're homeless. It's like the aesthetic. Yeah. 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 The aesthetic. And I feel a it's lot, exploitative. Yeah, exactly. And I feel a lot of people, uh, they just feel sorry for them and happy they're not in that position. And so sometimes people shoot for that. But he did it in a way where it's like, this is what's happening. Um, 
you need to realize this and we need to help him. And like in LA originals, he like talks to me, like gives him money. They helps him out any way they, they can. And for, to do it that way, it's like how, you know, I feel it should be done. So, yeah. All right. Last question. Let's say there's a meteor heading towards, towards earth and we're all going to die. What is the last meal you're going to sit down and have before that happens? Last meal? Uh, that's a tough one to have your last one. Cause like, like a ribeye is fantastic when it's done right. You know, I mean, you can have a little bit of everything. Yeah. So I could have like a buffet, you know? So like I, I would love like a ribeye nice and pink and all the fat. Cause the fat on the ribeye is what makes, <laughs> uh, a little bit of sushi as well. Uh, and none of the sushi with the cream cheese you motherfuckers like to eat and all the kinds of sauces and shit. Like real sushi. Just fish, rice, wasabi. And, uh, you know, drown that thing down with a liter of Coca-Cola probably. <laughs> From The McDonald's Coke? The McDonald's Coke? Because it is the best Coke out there. They use reverse osmosis for their water so it's clean and they do the right ratio. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and it has to be out of the draft, not not out of the can, um, not out of like the two liter bottle, but out of the draft or out of the uh, the bottle, the the glass bottle. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was that's the uh, Mandarin questions for this week. Yeah. We, we asked each other questions. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Yeah, um, we haven't done that in so long. I feel like we haven't done an episode with just the two of us in so long. It's been over a year. And that's good. It was like last Father's Day. It was like Father's Day yeah. 2019. Yeah. But that goes to show that up in the mix, we give the shine time to uh, the people, not to us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about it for this show. Um, mm-hmm. don't, there's not really many local events going on. Everyone, uh, make sure you go wherever you're listening. You know, Go give us a review like the podcast subscribe to it on whatever thing you're on shared shared uh, if you're to, willing mm-hmm. sh- please yeah share it if you're willing uh go up to uh youtube and uh search us up up in the mix and subscribe on youtube um that's slowly going up and now it'll, it'll give us a follow and on instagram mm-hmm. facebook and twitter yeah and then uh follow you know della photo dot photography and it's d-a-l a f o t o dot photography um if you're into like street photography you know i do a little bit of weddings portraits um yeah give me a follow comment we could just talk and it's awesome yeah make sure you listen to us every friday night from 9 to 11 on 97.7 k wink uh, where we give you nothing but the best in hip-hop for two hours every week yeah giving you what you need not what you want so uh, we'll be back next week with an end of the year podcast to mm-hmm. say goodbye to 2020. Finally, um, we might have to take a break before we start 2021 and be, you know, the yearless for a while. I feel like as a, as a people, uh-huh. but, uh, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. Um, until, until then, Merry Christmas, uh, stay safe, enjoy the time off work, hopefully that you have. And, uh, hopefully, uh, we're out of this soon yeah um della photo signing out make sure you yeah once again stay safe um respect each other 
and hopefully you get what you want from Santa Claus. If not, buy it for yourself. If <laughs> <laughs> not, keep warm with that cold. Yes. Use that stimulus check to stimulate the economy or pay your bills. <laughs> Peace. Southern. Shut the fuck up!